That's, that's probably mine. Look at this giant toenail I just found. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, on that note, hey everybody, this is Branson Parlor. <laughs> I am professor of theological studies at Kuiper College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and this is our first episode of what I'm calling pop theology. Get it? Pop theology? Because my guests are, hey, why don't you say your names? Ruby. Ruby what? Parlor. Oh, Ruby Parlor. Welcome. And... Eliana Parlor. Eliana Parlor, welcome. And I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's a strange name. And come on, you're with us. You're part of this. Come on, you got it, man. Christian Parlor. All right. All right. You did it. And um a couple other little ones are asleep, but one littlest one is still awake. Do you want to say your name? Amos. That was that grunting was Amos, and he was smiling. Uh, so we are going to have a family theological discussion because last night when I went to bed, Ruby wrote me this great note. Well, she tried to have this discussion to delay bedtime last night. I think is that true? No. No, but I thought this was a really Good question. Uh, so, Ruby, can you tell me what your question is? Why can't God just kill Satan now? Okay, that that is a good question. Why? And yeah. is he going to kill him? Okay, yeah, because we had some other follow-up questions. Questions like, is God going to kill Satan? What was Eliana's questions? You had some other good follow-up questions. Oh, yeah. My question no, or was... Or wait, I mean the question about... Um, oh. Yeah, remember your question when she was like, is God going to kill Satan? And then what else did you ask? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> okay, well, I think I said... I think I said that the Bible just said that um, that uh, God is just going to destroy Satan and not kill him, but wouldn't that be the same thing as killing, right? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Or, but can angels die? Isn't he a fallen angel, right? That's a good question. So can he die? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was part of the question. I th- that's the one that I was thinking of. Um, so, Ruby, how come you... How did this question pop into your mind? I don't know. It was just in my head, and I couldn't fall asleep, so I just wrote it. And so then I just fell asleep after I wrote it. Okay. So once you wrote it down, then you were able to go to sleep. Yeah. That's good. Well, what what do you think? Do you have any ideas from your, like, what would what would be how you how you would answer this question right now as you were thinking it in your own head? Because God has a plan for all the bad things, even, and He turns them out for good. Okay, yeah, that's so. Can you say that again? That you were saying. And like, like, um, God has a plan. For everything, even the bad things. And if God is all-powerful, why can't he just stop Satan from doing what he is doing? Yeah, that is a good question. Like, if God is all-powerful, why, why, doesn't, why doesn't he just end Satan and evil and sin, all the bad things, all the suffering? 
Yeah, Eliana, what do you what do you think about? Do you have thoughts on this question more? Yeah. Also, like, um, if if he what? Um. Anyway, if he like loved us, why would he like have even Satan be in the world? Why couldn't he just destroy him right away? Like Ruby's question, and um, like why does God even love us? Because we're just he could just like just let us die off and stuff and he could just um like like legos like if something's destroyed you can just always remake it why can't he just like let us be destroyed not do any effort to remake us because we're sinful and um like like all right uh, yeah yeah you're kind of getting into like that's a whole nother level of question. Maybe we can loop back around to Ruby's a little bit more and then, and then dig further into your question. What do you, so, uh, here's, here's a question for you guys. What if, if, what if God did destroy Satan tomorrow? Would that mean, what would that mean? Would that mean that, um, would you still struggle with sin Maybe, I don't know. Well, if Satan's dead, he won't be able to tempt us anymore because he's dead. But we wouldn't be brought out of sin. Like, we wouldn't have been saved. We wouldn't have been brought out of sin. You know what I'm saying? Get it? <laughs> I think I do. So, let, so. So, if, what? if, um, about what Elian was saying, if, if he had just destroyed, um, Satan right away, then he wouldn't had to come. He wouldn't. He wouldn't had to come and save us. Okay. He he wouldn't have died on the cross. Okay. But that's the thing. So, like, um, maybe he didn't destroy. Maybe he didn't destroy him. He, at the very beginning when he first like, uh, like betrayed God, um, because maybe he couldn't. Maybe he made angels eternal or something like that. Like to live eternally. Okay, man, I'm just trying to wrap my head around all the good questions you guys have, <laughs> and trying to process what order we should do. What? What is it, Christian? I want to wear those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to wear my production headphones? Then I can't tell. I think I was holding this too close there. Okay, um, okay, you can hold this. You can be Christian is going to be the producer now. You tell us if we're talking too loud or anything into the microphone if we need to adjust our levels. So you're producer Christian, okay? That's who you are on this. Got it. All right, got it. You're going to be, you're, you're mostly quiet in the background, but you're going to chime in with some good thoughts from here, here and there. Okay, so let's, let's think about this from a couple of different angles. Number one, uh, is Satan the root cause of our sin? Uh. Kind of, but maybe not because cause we're, we were born sinners? Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, so there are a couple different things going on. When So even think about the story in Genesis of, of temptation. Um, the serpent tempts Eve. Uh, is So is, is Adam and Eve's sin their fault? Or is it Satan's fault? Or, or what? I think I think it's Satan's fault because, but weren't we sin? I feel like 
wouldn't we be kind of sinful from the beginning? Because we, if we weren't completely, if we were completely sin-free, wouldn't we like, um, wouldn't we like not even be able to be tempted like Jesus? Like in the desert when Jesus was tempted? He was tempted, oh, wait, right? right? So he was tempted. In the beginning, Adam and Eve were tempted. Um, but so what I'm, I, I think what you guys are saying, there's a kind of yes and no like, is it Satan's fault? It is in one sense. And There's and, a temptation there. And it's kind of like the choice that you choose to mm-hmm. accept the temptation or um, not accept it and just like, um, and just leave it and not sin then. Yeah. So, so in the beginning, Adam and Eve, they could have, they, they, they could. Uh, were able not to sin, that God created them good, um, but there was the possibility that they could sin. And so part of what I'm trying to get at is, you know, when we think about sin, um, can we just say it's all Satan's fault? So if only Satan were out of the picture, then I would never be tempted. Does the temptation, does the temptation always come from Satan or sometimes does it come from, yes, I see two girls with their eager hands raised wanting to t- both talk. Okay. Who wants to say something? Me. <laughs> who wants to say something first? Me. Christian, does it all still sound good in your headphones? Okay. Um, okay. So would we, I, um, I have a question and I have kind of like an answer. Would we be able would we still be able to sin even if Satan wasn't there? Like, if there were cookies on the counter, would you still be? Would there still be a temptation to take the cookies? Well, let me ask you this: If you take cookies that you're not supposed to, um, who is going to get punished for you taking the cookies? You or Satan? Us. <laughs> <laughs> That's very unanimous. Christian, does this still sound good? Can you hear Ruby and Eliana okay? Okay. Good. Um, so, uh, do you think your mom and dad are just if they punish you? Or do you, or do you think we're being unjust if we punish you? Just. Okay. Yeah, just because we have our own choice okay. to make when it comes to sin. And, but if there were no Satan, I think, if there were no Satan also, um, uh, there wouldn't be any, there wouldn't be any temptation, but since there is sin, I mean, Satan, there is temptation, but we don't have to take the temptation. Okay. If they hadn't, um, taken the temptation in the garden, then there wouldn't be any sin. Yeah. Do you, Yeah. So there's a lot of different things going on here. Do you guys have your Bible with you? No. Can somebody go grab a Bible? Because I just wanted to, f- I wanted to find one verse that I was thinking about. So I, th- I think, yeah, right up on top of the bookshelf. Um, so part of what you're saying, yeah, let's, it's in James 1, but I don't know exactly which verse. James 1 verse 9? Maybe. Um. So part of what we're saying is that it's not as simple as like, we can't just say either it's all Satan's fault or it's all just our fault, that there's some of both. So part of what I wanted to 
point out, I guess, is that even if, like when we think about, well, if God killed Satan tomorrow, that would solve some things, but it wouldn't solve everything, right? Yeah, and would, wouldn't... So when you think about, so that's one thing in your question is like we maybe, and so one way to ask your question more broadly is not just why doesn't God get rid of Satan, but why doesn't God get rid of Satan and sin and evil and suffering? And those things are connected to Satan, but there's more than just Satan tempting us going on there, that there's also something in us that needs to be set right so that even if Satan were out of the picture, there's still temptation going on. Did you find the verses that you think I'm talking about? What verses are they? Okay, so... We'll see, um, we'll see if she knows what verses I'm leading okay, to. Okay, so here's the verses. It is... Um, it is James one thirteen. It says, Let no one say when he is tempted... I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Then des- no, then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Is that the verse? Yeah, good job. I you felt tempted. You figured <laughs> you figured it out. Um, and so think about what those verses are telling us. Remember, again, we're not denying the reality of Satan and the reality of uh, what he does in the world and the way the Bible talks about demons or powers and principalities, those kinds of things. Uh, but part of what this is, uh, part of what this is getting at is uh, that there's also this, you know, it's our own. It's our own sinfulness. It's our own desires that are going on there as well. Does that make sense? As as part as part of your question? Yeah. But so I think the other part is like, well, why why doesn't God just get rid of all the sin and suffering and evil, etc.? Yeah. And and what was your kind your kind of answer to that? You kind of answered that a little bit in the beginning. You know. Maybe because he has a plan, like in the Bible somewhere, sometimes I've heard it, um, like in the Bible it says like God has a plan, he makes like even if it's um, the bad that say, that the evil is, then he changes it to, into good. Yeah, that's right, and that he... Um, it's hard for us to understand we don't really, we obviously don't see the whole picture, but God can take even things that look very bad and even things that are bad. Uh, and he ends up turning them to the good. Now that doesn't mean, doesn't mean we always see what that is or understand how that works. Right? Like sometimes bad things happen and we're like, I have no idea what is going on here. Um, so that's part of it. What do you think about that? That's fine that Ruby just huffed into the microphone. <laughs> you can sigh into the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, you know, why... 
why doesn't why doesn't God just end that? Does that does that make sense? Yeah. And why it's he just end it? it's not why doesn't he just end it? Well, because um, you know, one answer is because God's patient. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> That's what mommy was gonna say. Chime in, mommy. That's what I was gonna say. He's patient. Yeah, and so it's like, you know, on the one hand, we're like, God, just end this, just get this over with. Um, but on the other hand, it's you know, God is giving us time and, and making time for us, uh, you know, and that that includes not only the the bad but the good and what He's doing in that. <laughs> what Christian? I know. <laughs> Christian, you were doing good talking in the microphone stand, though. Dad, I had a question, but I forgot it. Okay. Do you, so I don't know that we could talk about that actually a lot more. There's a lot of stuff to be to be talked about there. Um, but does that seem? Does that? Do you feel like your question is answered a little bit? All right. All right. Eliana's question. And this is, this is the question that Eliana kind of, you, you kind of jumped and layered this on top of Ruby's, but what was your question? Okay. So my question again is why does God love us so much? If we all, uh, why does God love us so much? If we all came to ruin, it would, it wouldn't be much of a loss for him because he could just, um, make us again like Legos if they break, you can just, like, remake them. And he could just, like, make a whole new universe if our world falls apart. He, I mean, he would, he would only have to even make a whole new world instead of just a whole new universe. Because it's kind of like if, like, say you had a bunch of a pet set or a pet shop set and um, in Legos and, the like, the ambulance broke... Couldn't you just just remake the ambulance and not the whole set? What? What? Very specific <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have I have I have that Lego. It's a very specific example. No, he's he's. I don't think it's us he's making it. <laughs> All right, so your very specific Lego set question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good. What? Well, okay, that's that's okay. That, that'll be your that'll be your question next. Oh wow, Amos, you are making your presence known on this podcast. Um, all right, so so okay, all right, we'll come back to Christians in a minute. Eliana, you so your question was sort of like, why does God love us so much? Why doesn't He just start over? Yeah. Why doesn't He just? Well, I think it's kind of well, you got a couple things there. Um, he loves us. It's because of his love for us that he doesn't just like say, Oh, I'm just getting rid of all this. Are you guys listening to me or fighting about something? No, we're listening. Okay. Looks like you're fighting. Um, so yeah, think about what we're actually talking about. Um, now you made me lose my train of thought. Uh, because he loves us so because he loves us and he loves you you are irreplaceable you're not just like because think about this if you have two identical lego sets two of your which lego set was it which lego set were you talking about eliana um you gotta uh, hold your microphone up oh yeah um the one the vet 
the pet vet one. Okay, so the pet vet one. So let's say you go to the store, you get two different pet vet ones. Um, those are similar to each other, but they're not. Um, they're not identical, right? Right, Ruby. Good job. Um, yes. Okay, so they're not identical, but that means if you think about who you are, are you? God loves you, uh, and you are unique. You're not, even if God, um, you know, even if you passed out of existence and there was somebody else who even had your exact same, same DNA, like you, you were talking about cloning, uh, even a clone is not, it's not the exact same uh, individual unique thing, right? Like the not, like um, the clones. They might look the same and they might act similar, but the character characteristics might be completely different. Yeah, it's like, not the same one. Like it's it's something it's something that is unique. Okay, mommy has something. Chime in. I also want to say that you guys aren't even creators of like God with your Lego sets, but I know you guys hate destroying your creations. Oh, that's a good point. So if you don't want to take apart your Lego set, then imagine God doesn't want to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Christian, Christian, you can help us out on this. What do you do when E-Frame or somebody comes into your room and breaks your Legos? Tell, tell me just a little bit. What do you do when somebody breaks apart your Legos that you made? Tell us. We want to know. Do you Do you smile? And say, oh, thank you for breaking this. What do you do? I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Just a little mad or a lot mad? Kind of mad. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> really? Right in the middle. Like, like. Well, that's good. But yeah, that's that's a great point, too. Uh, you know, that you, you, in a small little way, you love what you've made, right? What you've created. Uh, and God loves us. In fact, we know that God creates out of his love. It's from his love that he creates us and makes us. And so, so the idea that he would just get rid of us to start over, I mean, especially think about not just as a creator, but as a parent. Remember how Pastor Eric talked this past Sunday, if you were listening in the sermon about God is the prodigal father, the father who loves us so much, who loves his children even when they rebel and sin and and do things like that um right i mean can you can you what kind of parent would be like oh my kids are not nice or not good or i'm disappointed in them or they're not doing what i want so i'm just going to get rid of my kids and start all over a horrible parent <laughs> a really 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 bad parent it would be better if they weren't a parent right and so what does god do you know, when we are, when we are rebelled against him, um, how does he make that right? Not just by getting rid of everything, scrapping everything and saying, well, I'm just totally starting over. Instead, what does he do? He says, I love these people and how they are. And he, um, what? And Um, what? And he sends, um, uh, his son, who he probably should love more than us, um, to die for us and be a savior. He sends a savior. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That Jesus, the 
divine son of God, um, you know, was perfect in every way. And God sent him to rescue us, to save us. So while we were yet sinners, Romans 5, 8. Christ loved us. No. Yeah. While, while we while were still we were sinners, God, Christ died for our sins. Something on that line. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. Yeah. I know that. So do you, yeah. So do you have any follow-up questions or thoughts? Does that help to answer your question? Yeah. You know definitely. that, and so part of that is like, again, what you're thinking about here is how does God reveal himself in the Bible? How does he show himself to be? Maybe if, if we were just thinking to ourselves like, yeah, if there was a God, he would, you know, want people to be good. And then if they weren't, he'd just scrap it and start over. Um, that's kind of like maybe how we even think about things or how we might imagine God to be. But then when we look at the actual Bible and see the story there, we see who God really is, right? Yeah. Like, like in like stuff like, like Egypt, their gods, um, like when Moses is time, their gods, they might like the people there might've been like living in fear because they thought that their gods would just like be like, Oh, come on. These people are just, and just start over. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we see in the Bible that even when God does judge, uh, like in Noah and the flood, or when he judges the people of Israel. He doesn't um, completely start over. Right, that's right. He's still working out his plan um, for this world and humanity and creation and everything that he's going to do. Does that sound good? All right. Mm -hmm. Last question goes to Christian... Christian, you have asked me this question like six times in my ear during the podcast, and you've been just giggling, itching to ask me. Nope, Christian's going to ask it. Ask me the question, Christian. Christian. (laughs) Just ask me the question. Yeah, oh yeah, okay, use that one. Just just ask your question. Yes. Just, that's fine. All right. Christian, do the, do, ask me your question, man. It's just, it's just us in this room. Okay. We're just doing the microphone thing for fun. Okay. No, he's going to ask the question or else I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to come inflict the problem of evil on you. (laughs) All right, Christian, this is a, this is a really good question. Come ask it. This is. Maybe, you know, they wrote their questions down on papers, but I think you might have the best theological question of the night. Best question of all. Here it comes, and it comes from Christian Parler. Buddy, we're just playing around with these microphones. Come on. Come on. Real quick. Come on. Come on, man. I'll say it at the same time. No. No, I'm not. Let Christian do it. We're wasting our time. We have to go to bed. All right. Well, Christian has a really good question, but he won't ask it. So I guess we won't be able to talk about it this time. All right. Well, come do it into the microphone. Why do farts stink? (laughs) (laughs) That is a deep theological question. 
and let me ask you this. Let me just bring this full circle back to the problem of evil and the question. Why do let dad's me, farts stink? Why? Do you mean dad's in general or just mine? Your specific dad. Oh, just dads in general. Okay, yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> Your farts. Thank well, let me you. ask you this question: um, Have you ever been uh, sitting around and you smell somebody's fart? Is that is that a good feeling or a bad feeling? A bad feeling. But then, what happens when you look at other people and you all start noticing that you're smelling it? Do you start crying or start laughing? You start laughing. Also, so also, but God yeah. brings good. Out of the suffering and evil. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Dad, Dad, I want to add something. Okay. Um, some, uh, some way that evil, I mean, that, yeah, evil can work through farts is, um, in my class, there was this, um, <laughs> there was, uh, Don't name any there was this, an unnamed person. <laughs> there was this unnamed, um, boy who always farted. There was this girl who always sat by him. I mean, not who always sat by him, who was sitting by him in their seating arrangement. And she farted. And she blamed it on him. And he started crying. <laughs> That's a <laughs> example of how evil can work through anything, <laughs> even farts. <laughs> it was like uh, it was it was like in the Garden of Eden when they were shifting blame. They're like, no, it was that person. No, it was this person. No, it was you. So the lesson here is uh, do not multiply the evil in the world by blaming your farts on somebody else. Yeah. And <laughs> recognize that even in the pain and suffering of fart smelling, <laughs> there is still good. I can't wait to hear. I, I really like to listen to this, especially on the last question of the night about farting. All right. So that seems like a good place to to end and to no video. go to bed thank you for so. listening to pops all right theology. i don't know what's it called again dad pop theology thank you for listening to pop theology that was good was wow, you guys bit. are coming up with a jingle and everything a jingle, jingle. nice jingle jingle Pop theology. Pop theology. Yeah. Wait, we should have a six All right. three. Call that four four nine five five eight four four seven. Until next time. Don't call that number. It's wrong. Parlor. It's fake.